This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And welcome to another edition of Lauer After Hours. This evening, we are thrilled to be joined by, I think, one of my favorite Twitter accounts, or the operator of said Twitter account. One Mr. Fred Siegel, the owner and operator of Old Takes Exposed. Give it up, y'all. Yo, yo. Fred, thank you so much for joining us, man. How are you this evening? Great. I love the ovation. Sure. <laughs> I, I, uh, it's having this many people on the Zoom call. Uh, we can actually have rounds of applause. You know what I mean? It's not just like one lone person on the other end. Uh, uh, lonely clapping uh, for you. Uh, Fred, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, maybe where you're from uh, as much as you're comfortable with. I don't know how public you are with your your personal life uh, operating this uh, very fun account that I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty pop. I'm pretty um, open with it. I'm, I live in West Palm Beach now. West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm from Miami. I grew up in Miami. I grew up in North Miami. Okay. Um, North Miami Beach. Um, I went to high school there in North Miami Beach. And, um, you know, I went to University of Florida. And, uh, yeah, I, w- I went to law school. I was a lawyer for like 10 years. And um, I stopped doing that. I moved to West Palm. And, you know, my family's here. And we just, um, I have two kids. And, uh it's it that's basically it i mean i grew up on on shows like i grew up on 560 and 940 okay in south florida um i think 790 came a little bit after i mean after i graduated college i think it was um and i've I've been i've been listening to dan levitard's show since it started um from the very beginning and um so yeah so i mean I've, i've saw i've seen the evolution um, I remember when he started doing, uh, I remember when he used to do the high school reports on channel 10, I think it was channel six. Oh, wow. He used to do these high school shows like this and he used to go and go to the school and do these, uh, do these fun things. Like he, he would be like, he, he'd do one thing where he's at the girl's softball thing and he'd strike out the girl would strike him out and he'd be playing <laughs> softball with them. He, but all the high school. He was a very, was a very high school centric report. He was doing the high school reports. So, um, and then 790 came on. My friend John Zaslow started there from the very beginning. So he's been on that station since it started. Wow. I went to high school with him. So I did not realize you had such a Miami connection uh, and, and oh, particularly yeah, yeah. a Lebatar connection. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been, I, 
I've been following and just tracking Miami media since since it started. I mean, like since since I've been growing up. Back when it was Ed Kaplan, late nights, nine forty. Um, it used to be Hank Goldberg on five sixty, and he was really mean. He was just like, um, to the to the people who were on the show. We used to call up Hank Goldberg and ask him about specific players in Miami, specific match matchups of players that we knew he didn't know. He always asked, like, like, what do you think of this offensive line matchup between this guy and this guy? And, uh, you know, Hank fashioned himself to be an expert, but we knew he didn't study those guys. We knew he barely even didn't know half the players on the team. <laughs> uh, so uh, what? speaking of Lebetard specifically, what's been your favorite freezing cold take of Dan or Stu Gatz's? Well, Dan, for sure, is, uh, you know, he wrote an article – he has good ones for when he grew. He, I mean, he's not now he's like very less. He doesn't really put himself out there with sports that much. Right. His show has completely changed. Um, and, you know, it, it always had that same tone of, of kind of, of kind of, you know, veering away from solely sports, right. Just having its own personality. But it's, I mean, since he, since he became national and did his own thing, he's really kind of gone completely. He just hasn't really been, talking about sports as much but when he was a columnist he did and he was he wrote something about he really just went off on how the cleveland shouldn't take lebron with the first pick <laughs> it was uh he had at least two articles on it two columns in the herald um it should have been he was really really pushing for carmelo anthony and um oh he got one he had one article where he he when the marlin signed Padre rodriguez he really 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 went went off on that one too and thought it was so stupid uh to sign pudge and it's we won a, the world series that year with pudge it's hard to top his uh, lions are going to make it to the super bowl but if if uh <laughs> yeah, if, if anything tops it i think the lebron yeah, those are, but those are like shots in the dark right, right um right those are like shots in the dark like you kind of like feel like he's putting himself out there as like as like a uh hail mary right and then when it doesn't come in, it just seems, oh, I was a Hail Mary, you know? Uh, but uh, like the ones where he just like basically trashed LeBron being the first pick, um, that those are funny. Uh, Stu Gatz, like, with, with Stu Gatz, it's hard. Stu Gatz is a very, you have to really kind of analyze it. Like, what, how, what is his level of seriousness? In the sure, sure. The, uh, obviously, there's always a little bit of, uh, of his shtick going into it but like you can always tell when there's you know genuine feelings there and i think when he, when he was talking about mahomes yes and uh, alex smith yeah uh, yeah when he went when, when it was the second <laughs> season like why why are they trading smith to go with right. Mahomes? and he went a little off the off the off the range there um doing his thing you know shtick but he, but you but you could tell that was serious like he, he genuinely thought right that was stupid so yeah. Yeah, that was that was something that 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 clip is um, is out there. That's the that's one of the funnier ones. It is him, for sure. I, I think with Stugatz, a lot of times his take 
and it becoming freezing cold happens within the same sentence literally so like it's it's not even (laughs) it's not even you know it doesn't last long enough to even make good twitter fodder you know it's like it's it's over with before it even started uh like the uh uh, lamarcus aldridge i think that was that the take uh that he had about them losing the game and then before the sentence is over with it's like they won last night so that's a that's a perfect example of a of a stugatz freezing cold take He, he now he he used to have a show on, uh, you know, in the mornings on in the weekend on Channel Six, I think it was, uh, NBC Six. Uh, it was like a debate show. It was very local, um, and uh, he'd have uh, guys like Ethan Skolnick come on, and, and you know, uh, the, the moderator would, was uh, Amber from Zaslow's show. Okay, and he was a little bit more serious there. Um, but uh, I don't know how long that lasted. It didn't last that very long. But, um, we're all, uh, it was, yeah, we're all fortunate that it didn't last very long. And he turned into the two guts <laughs> that we know and love. Well, uh, <laughs> well, well I mean, he was already on. It, it, this wasn't that long. I mean, it, it couldn't have been. It was less than a decade ago. Oh wow! So okay. I mean, he okay. was still on. The, like, he was still doing his shtick on the week in the week during the week. But, right, right. Uh, but yeah, he, he had guys like Steve Goldstein would come on sometimes. Uh, definitely Ethan Skolnick. Uh, guys like that excellent excellent that's a uh, thanks for walking us down uh that memory lane because i a lot of that timeline is lost on me not having been a listener uh but for like the past six or seven years so uh yeah that, right. that's a that's that's the evolution is always fun to hear uh well fred i'm gonna pass it along to our first question asker um uh operator of the lebitard show fan account mr mark go ahead fred nice finally speaking to you we've DM quite a bit over the years. Oh yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So I have the most obvious and easiest question that you've answered probably a thousand times. Anyone ever mm-hmm. has it or ever interviewed you, but who is the most upset at any ex, ex, old take that's been exposed over the years? No, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people who are upset, but I don't remember who they are. Uh, um, they have blue checks, but they're like, probably uh guys who are who are journalists from another city who i never really paid attention to um but uh you know um this one guy god i forgot his name denounced me <laughs> and said that he will never he'll block whoever uh there's a few guys actually who block me um who block whoever tags me to them under the like if they tag old take if someone tags old takes exposed under them they'll block me they'll block that person they'll block so guilt, person guilt by association me. yeah and one of those guys is that guy uh evan god what's his name evan something or other from uh he's a fantasy football guy and an analytics guy he's hmm. he's he personifies dish it out can't take it um evan something or other and he's um he, he's pretty well known in, in the fantasy world uh but he's he he he'll, he'll go after somebody who for their logic they use about something that, uh, an, not analytically based or something like that and then um but then if you tag something to his there's you know, old take that he didn't like he'll block immediately he blocks anybody who tags um uh Monty Jones and I get along really well, but if you tag me, you're going to get blocked. 
under his thing because oh, they're no. herbs. <laughs> they're like nerds. They're snitches. Uh, Fred, <laughs> is it Evan Silva that you're talking Evan about? Evan Silva. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Evan okay. Silva. That guy. Oh, and um, yeah, Evan Silva is one of those guys. There's other guys who who do the auto block automatically without even uh, the block anybody who tags me under them to any of their posts. So um, it sounds like yeah. nobody in particular is, is quite angry. They're just preemptively uh, Sometimes sure. they get angry. Uh, they don't know. I mean, when I first started the account like five years ago, I got a lot more of those because I, they didn't understand um, because they could, they could push me around like uh, in a sense that they could, you know, go after me and, you know, there wouldn't be very much repercussions. Right. And um, the, the, there's no real repercussions, but the repercussions is if you, if you say, if you get, if you even get even a little bit to where it looks like you're any bit bitter right. about, about it, I'll just retweet that. Right. Exactly. And then everybody <laughs> will just go after them for being bitter. That's um, fantastic. And, <laughs> it's and, a, it's and, that's Twitter jujitsu right there. Right. You just retweet that and everybody goes after them for being bitter. And uh, I think people realize that now a lot more. Right. And right. Um, they, they either don't respond or they just laugh at themselves. I, I, I do understand the, how accounts can get annoyed at certain things because I get tagged to the same tweets all the time. Right, right. And right. I've, been, I've been using <laughs> them for years. And I still get tagged to them, even though I've used them like four times. Right, right. I can also imagine these people uh, – who've already owned their bad take, their bad tweet, and have discussed it so many times, yet still get brought up by people trying to troll them like it's like the first time right, right. they've seen it. And uh, I've, I, I could see how that gets really annoying. Um, I you, think people uh, are, yeah. I was just going to say, have you blocked anyone famous? No, I've never blocked anybody. Oh, I don't wow. block, okay. I mute. I'll mute. Uh, um, mute. Okay, have you muted anybody famous? I mean a lot of people. Okay. Um, you don't have to. You don't have to they, spill your secrets. Start talking, but it really mostly has to do with them talking about other things that um, don't have to do with sports. Right. 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 So like they start doing things that are really annoying. They like start talking about things that I really don't like. Gotcha. And um, I also meet people who tag me excessively. So if like they like one guy will say like something happens and uh, um, like. LeBron wins the championship. So then there's this Laker fan who goes through like every possible LeBron will never <laughs> win another championship. They can tags me excessively to all of them. Right. So I get like 47 different tags in a row. So that guy's getting muted. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So that's most, I don't mute people because of their, I mute people because, because of their, um, because they they're annoying right 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 but they're in the way they tweet yeah gotcha gotcha all right i'm gonna move it along here we're gonna throw it out to halloween basic on twitter miss pam go ahead with your question hey thanks so much for joining us tonight we really appreciate it no, no problem so is this a real call or is this someone who's with the show <laughs> Who made? Oh, you're calling in? Oh, I see you now. Okay, I'm just a regular person. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Great. I'm just a regular girl. Um, so my question is, 
do you just rely on people to tag you and to send you things or do you actually also dig through people's Twitter accounts looking for takes? Like how do you mine your content? I guess is my question. Um, now I get a lot from the users because what they do is people, people are really sensitive about what journalists say about their team and they'll remember it forever. So, you know, those people, like if it's, if it's, uh, if it's about like the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, then, um, these Suns people will remember any possible thing that any person on NBC and TNT tonight or whatever said about the Suns. The second the Suns make the playoffs, they're all sending me the stuff like within one second. Uh, so those guys are really, because I don't pay attention to the Suns, but most of the time it's them sending it to me. I look, I look up things myself a lot because I know the search terms on Twitter. That's how I started the feed. The first couple of years I was doing that a lot more. Um, I know how to use the search terms very well. You go to a specific date. So let's say like a coach was hired on a specific date or a coach was hired and that coach gets fired. You can go to like Wikipedia or whatever and find out the exact date that coach was hired. Then you just put the coach's name in, search tweets from that date and all these tweets like, oh, great hire, great hire. Um, so that I use. <laughs> uh, um, but I, what I do not do and what people think that I do, I guess, is, is some random journalist who has like a blue check who's like a local guy from Phoenix or something or, or, or New Orleans will say, uh, will call me a loser for, for like things I scrolled through their feed, like all the way back to 2016, <laughs> looking for his specific take on a subject when I just really found it in a search. And um, so I don't go through people's own cert, own uh, uh, feeds. Now, like if I'm trying to look for somebody who, kind of contradicted themselves, you can look up tweets from just that person. So like you can look up tweets just for you, you can go to Stugat's account, whatever his account is, Stugat's ESPN or whatever, um, from Stugat's and then look up like, you know, Marlins and see all the tweets he ever said about the Marlins, you know? So um, I could do that, but a lot of it's search, but now so much of it is the fans, but I get tagged to like, a lot of the same ones. If, if Colin Cowherd said anything about anybody and that turns into a cold take, I'll get sent that 200 times in, within 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I saw earlier today, um, RIP to Bill and Melinda Gates's marriage. Uh, oh, I, yeah, saw, yeah. <laughs> I saw you uh, <laughs> quote tweet the uh, old, old Bill's uh, comment about another 25 years together. <laughs> that uh, that made me laugh my ass off. Uh, earlier. I, I don't usually do divorce ones, but I don't like honestly, uh, you know, not that we wish I, Ill I, I, on morally, anyone. It's I, just I, a... I guess you don't have to judge me. Well, I don't really care about the gates like that right, much about right. it. Like, I they, they've, they've had a lot of enough good fortune in their lives. I could, uh, but uh, yeah, those were definitely people tagging me to that. Yeah. Like I didn't think to do that. Uh, um, I didn't think to look that up. <laughs> it at was, all. it was good. It was yeah. good. All right. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. All right. Up next, I'm going to throw it out to our little hat welder uh, working away in his welding shop. One Mr. Lou Rafter. Go ahead, Lou. All right. 
I have something that we're going to call uh, freezing cold questions. And if you answer them right tonight, uh, we'll have a special gift for you at the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have no clue if this is going to be funny or good or <laughs> awful. All right. <laughs> what, what container material should never be put in the freezer? Paper, plastic, or glass? Paper. Okay. No, no. Pla- how- uh, you have to no, give the paper. answer, Lou. Paper. No, I'll I, give it I, at the I, end. I, I okay. Put okay, glass you, and pa- okay. Wait, wait, are we sticking with paper? Are we going with paper or glass? Paper. Paper. We're going paper. Paper. The answer is glass. Oh, I do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> About how long does it take? How long does food last in the f- freezer? Three to six months, six to nine months, nine months to a year. Uh, nine months to a year. I am sorry that it's incorrect. It is six to nine months. Sheesh. <laughs> I've definitely, I've definitely broke that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Most vegetables retain their flavor better if you blanch them before freezing. What two vegetables that should not be blanched before freezing? Okay. Uh, bell peppers. You know, actually, I screwed that one up. We're going to skip that one because I didn't want to do I, I, I would have definitely got it wrong. You know what I mean? My vegetables. <laughs> Just so you know, there, there, there's, only nine, there's only nine of these, so we'll make this quick. Uh, is, it, is it okay to freeze canned food in their original can? Yes, no, only canned beans. Is it okay to freeze canned food in their original can? Yes, no, only be- uh No. That's correct. Yes, I, I just go by what I go by. My wife, I'm thinking about what my wife does. I've never seen cans <laughs> in the freezer, so I just guessed that. All right, what's the most common nutrient lost in fruits and vegetables during the freezing process? Vitamin A, vitamin B, or vitamin C? Uh, A. That is incorrect. It is vitamin C. <laughs> I didn't even know there was A. C is probably the most commonly talked about vitamin. Well, is and it you always safe? Just pick C. Yeah, that's true. Is it safe to freeze meat and poultry in its original packing? Meat and poultry in its original packing. Um, is it safe? Uh, well, they stick together, but otherwise, yes. Yes. That- that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't do it because you want to. You want to separate them and put them in bags. But otherwise, yeah. All right. All right what's, the, what's the best way to freeze crusty bread? In a plastic mm-hmm. bag, an aluminum foil, a plastic container. Uh, it can't be plastic container. Um, a. Plastic bag is incorrect. It's aluminum foil. Oh. <laughs> I knew it wasn't container. That sounds way off. <laughs> All right, we got two more. What's the optimal temperature for your freezer? 10 degrees Fahrenheit, 5 degrees Fahrenheit, or 0 degrees Fahrenheit? Um, five. Ooh, I'm sorry. It is zero. Zero. God. <laughs> last one for all the marbles can you freeze wine yes or no um can is like a can um like uh not, not like freeze? a can like yes does does wine freeze? does wine freeze um 
No. I am sorry. It is incorrect. Why yes. <laughs> does? I thought it was a trick. I thought it was a trick. Fred, I'm sorry. I did not realize this quiz was going to be this difficult. Wow. I don't know anything about. I didn't know anything about anything related to freezing. <laughs> um, like real life freeze. Well, first of all, I mean, I don't even like. When we, I live in South Florida. Um, I never deal with cold. That's true. That's true. I feel like you're yeah. at, a, at a disadvantage. I think because of that, uh, Lou, how many did he get correct? Uh, out of eight, eight total questions, he got two. Okay, two he got two. two. So I think uh, based on his uh, grading on a curve of being in South Florida, I think the 25% is, is what he had to, to get in order to, to pass the quiz. Is that correct? <laughs> What's the prize? Well, I, well, that's the, yes, I think so. We'll see at the end. I'm going we'll, to do we'll, some calculating. Okay, okay, we'll reveal that at the end. If the uh, if the formula, if the, if the calculations are correct, and you did win, then we'll uh, we'll reveal your prize at the very end. All right, Fred. Awesome. All right. Thank you. All Fred. right. If you love listening to us here on Lauer After Hours, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So, if you're ready to do more than just listen to us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this podcast to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Up next, I'm going to pass it to our man, Steve. Uh, he's got a question for you. Go ahead, Steve. Bullshit. I got to follow that. <laughs> What's up, Steve? Way less funny question would be uh, who would be your Mount Rushmore of bad takes, whether they're uh, repeat offenders um, or someone that just had one really, really bad take? Okay, well, this is a tough question. You want to know why? Because it's impossible really to get a gauge on who is the repeat offenders. In media, the people who are the most, um, I guess, popular, engaged with media people are the people who are going to have their takes be disseminated the most. So if you take a guy like Cowherd, who would probably be on my list, and like he has about a three hour radio show every day. So every single day he has about 10 hot takes. Eight of them are disseminated by the Fox media people, like in packaged clips and I'll put on Twitter. So they're memorialized for everybody to, make fun of later on and they want it that way because they want the attention um guys like skip bayless the same thing so uh but i, I mean i would put put cowherd on there um easily because he he really makes up a lot of my feed 
uh, people tagging me to things. Um, so, so he would be up there. Um, there's some like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. There's some guys I don't recognize, but I can only recognize by their name if they showed it to me. If it's like I remember them when they pop up. I don't remember them any, like their names right now. But there's certain guys who I know are going to be wrong. Um, uh, oh, what's this guy's? Okay, there's two. There's a guy by the name of Nightingale. Okay, who does a uh, who baseball? He's a big baseball guy. He's USA Today. Bob Nightingale. Anytime he says something, you really got to be on the lookout. If it's about your team, it's a positive thing about your team. He's a notable jinxer. I mean, this guy jinxes everything. He says the Marlins are playing real well. That's it. It's over. Call it off. Like you might as well just clear your schedule for the rest of the game. Um, they're done. Uh, he, 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 he praised whatever, um, he praised the Red Sox. They're, they're, they're toast. Like last year, they were toast. Like, um, the, the guy from in, t- in terms of newsbreakers, we could set up in categories, newsbreakers, Jason lock on Um, if he's pushing something, uh, you're you're at a lower than forty percent chance that that thing's actually going to happen. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's a very very low percentage that that will actually happen. Um, so he he'd probably be up there on Newsbreakers, J- Jason Lockenfora, um, for the NFL. He's an NFL guy, but these guys are guys who people take seriously when they post something. Everyone will retweet them. Right. Uh, they're they're in the industry. So like you got a guy like in, in baseball when Ken Rosenthal posts something. Um, I mean, you, it, that happens to be definitive, like definitive. Otherwise, they're just like leaking information the agent told them to. But um, it, it, definitive, then they, then you know it's going to be true. Him and then Jeff Passan. But if you have a guy like uh, um, Bob Nightingale, that guy's for sure is going to be very, you're going to be very skeptical about whatever news he breaks. Same with Jason Lock and Fora. Um, and then uh, for otherwise, you know, I don't, it's tough. Um, you know, what's his name's always on getting tagged? Nick Wright and Skip Bayless. Look, right. I have a hard time with them though, because you have to question the, the, the genuineness of their takes whether they're just doing it for the the cameras and the ratings or if they're, they're actually, they think what they're actually saying is going to come true. No, you know, Skip Bayless has like a specific shtick. Like he'll take, he will, his whole thing, like, you know, LeBron James plays a game and he will pedantically like his shtick is no matter what he'll nitpick 
and post like anything that sounds that could be bad. He doesn't right. care how it sounds either. Like in the third quarter, LeBron gave up this shot uh, that Jordan would have never given up. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> do you, do you differentiate between uh, predictions, like solid predictions? Like I saw a clip of Cowherd saying, I know for a fact that the 49ers with whatever pick that they had in the draft are going to take Mac Jones. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, that didn't happen versus I don't think LeBron is going to be a good player. Like are our predictions different or is it just fall under the umbrella of takes? Uh, well, both general? of those are both of those, I think, are 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 in the like prediction level. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, the take. OK, the take about LeBron, I don't think he's going to be a good player. Um, Those are a little trickier. I mean, obviously we're using LeBron here, but. You know, LeBron becoming the uh, one of the greatest players of all time. Sure, yeah. that you're a, you don't have to arbitrate that. But there's other times with other players where it's it's controvertible. It's very controvertible about whether he became the player, a good player. Like, and sometimes in that situation, like I think this player is going to suck. Okay, but if that player turns out to have a pretty good career, maybe it's a cold take, but it's not funny to me to retweet. That player, right. if you say right. the player is going to suck, the player has to become really good. Yeah. 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 There so it's to... like, it's like, a, it, it, so it depends. You have to have like the full effect. Um, gotcha. gotcha. But yeah, but a lot of those, a lot of those opinion ones based ones are, are controvertible. Um, so it, you can't, you, you, you feasibly can tell like what someone said, okay, I think the, the Colt should draft Brian Leaf over Peyton Manning. Well, technically, someone could say that. You know, Ryan Leaf would have been amazing on the Colts if he he, he would have had the great coaching. You know, whatever. Sure. Like, you could say that, and it's not going to be. You can't prove that wrong. Right. Right. But look, I mean, it, we're we're just going to go with the fact that 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 take was wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, so you have to make that judgment. You know, like, right. Like, right. Right. <laughs> some guy could actually come in and say, "I'm sure there is some guy." Like, LeBron's not even good. You're just lucky. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Like there, there's, there's always that guy uh, that, exactly. that's willing to to take whatever position they need to in order to to feel like they aren't owned. All right, we're gonna throw it out to our man, uh, a fellow Southern Miamian or Northern Miamian. I don't, actually, I don't know where you are in Miami. I just know you're in Southern Florida. Uh, Kiz, go ahead with your question. Hey, Fred. Up, yeah, it's nice having a fellow Miami native, native here. We're also yeah. in the North Miami Beach area. Um, yeah, he and five. Um, what? Anyways, <laughs> uh, I have two really important questions for you today. What's so up? the first one is, who are your top three favorite comedians? Mm-hmm. And the second one is, would you ever eat a penguin? And if so, how would you prepare it? <laughs> uh, comedians is tough. I mean, I, lo- I love, what's the guys? I don't even know a lot of their names, but I mean, I, well, growing up, I mean, I, in the nineties, like, well, first of all, I like, you know, guys like the comedy specials, like Eddie Murphy and raw and Chris rock in the nineties, like they had those great comedy specials that you'd always watch. Um, those guys are funny. And then Jerry Seinfeld stand up. But now there's what's that dark guy's name. Anthony Jeselnik. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. I loved Anthony Jeselnik. I used to love Amy Schumer when she was funny. <laughs> Back in the early deck of this decade, she right. was really in, funny. In the aughts, yep, but, yep. She, um, uh, but I don't really watch a lot of stand-up. So, um, 
you know, comedians to me are like people who are just like on TV, I guess. Like, or, or, yeah, you uh, could go with comedic actors, I think. Uh, comedic actors, um, you know, look, <laughs> stuff. I don't watch TV, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I stand up. What's what's that, that guy's name? Uh, yeah, Anthony Jeselnik. That guy's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's excellent. Um, uh, what's the what's the guy's name with the Boston accent? Bill Burr. Burr. Bill Burr. He's funny. He's funny. He's really funny. Yep. He's he's um, in terms of like uh, in terms of stand up comedy, those guys are, are hilarious. Um, TV shows. I mean, how many? What what kind of sitcoms are on now? I'm trying to think. Uh, there's uh, always the classic go tos like your, you know, The Office and Parks and Rec and, and yeah, all those, of those guys are funny. Uh, uh, look, the guys from SNL uh, um, with the imitations. Hank Azaria uh, is also a good one with Brock Meyer. I don't know if you've Hank seen Azaria that before. Yeah, 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 he's good. He's good. He's been on a lot of stuff. Hank Azaria. Does he do stand up? He doesn't do stand up. He, he doesn't. Started. No, he, he does voice. He's a voice actor and, and uh, of course, on The Simpsons and does Brock Meyer and has a podcast on the guy Earth who does Ted Lasso. He's funny. Was he on SNL or was he on The Office? Uh, I don't know that he was on either. Jason Sudeikis. Is that his yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. He was SNL. Oh, he was okay. Okay. Early in the early in the decade, SNL. I mean, back probably when it was last time, it was good. Like in the past, in the early decade, there was the guy. Uh, um, there was the Andy Samberg and um, oh yeah, Kristen Wiig, and uh, all those people. And now it's not as funny. But the, anyone who does imitations is good. There was that one guy. Uh, what's the guy? Uh, he does the best imitation of Brad Pitt and Matthew McConaughey. Um, the guy from, uh, uh, and I know what Brad here, Bill Hader, Bill Hader, that guy's. Hilarious. Oh yes. Bill. Right, Hader. Right. But, but he's not the guy I'm talking about, but Bill Hader's funnier than this guy. Okay. okay. This guy's married to the, to the girl from how I met your mother. Oh man. I'm um, in the weeds well, here. Rob, I have no idea. Fred. What? Fred is paying his back for the pop quiz that Lou gave him. Yes, seriously. He got too we are, we are all we are all drowning trying to think of who these comedians are. I'm sorry, so, Fred. So his name is his name. Oh, man, I don't know his name, but he does a great. Because uh, yeah, I don't know their names, but um, they're they're pretty funny. I mean, I don't really think about who the best comedian is. So I couldn't have the answer off the top of my head. But well, they're all more funny, importantly, but Hader, that guy's a funny. More importantly, the the tougher question that Kish had. Uh, so would I eat a penguin? Are they exactly. How would you prepare it? That's really the most important part. Now, are penguins, are pe are penguins something that people eat in general? Yeah. Like, is it, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I you can buy in the store. I, I doubt that. Can you buy in the store? Yeah. You know, you know uh, Wild Fork? What? Have you heard of Wild Fork down here? It's like a, a fancy no. meat place. Yeah, uh, you can buy it. Oh, whatever. I, I mean, I try it. I try it. If, 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 how how would you like it prepared, though? Like, if, oh, if you, you put it on the grill. Okay. Okay. So uh, are we going barbecue? Are we going teriyaki? Are we going just like blackened seasoning? Uh, I'd like to have like all, oh, the seasoning. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind it being blackened, but I'd like to have the sauces on the side. Okay. We want okay. to commit to one sauce. Sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. If you, if you do like a whole penguin, you can do like one chicken. You know, well, it's not a chicken breast. It's a penguin breast. Uh, a penguin breast uh, one way and then like a thigh, you know, a penguin thigh, the uh, like, you know, uh, marinated in teriyaki maybe. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Just uh, just have a dip. Uh, no, I like to have a dipping sauce like you, you, like you have it when you're at the uh, hibachi place. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sample sauces. Yum, yum sauce. Yeah. yeah. 
Right, yeah. You choose which ones you you want at each time. Sure. I wouldn't sure. want to commit to a certain sauce. I just wouldn't. You know, you're 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 set with that sauce. You're married to it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I as having a big beard like this, I always have to get my side uh, my sauces on the side. Uh, if I get it actually on like the wings or the the meat itself, it just it's a mess. It's a whole nightmare. All right. Uh, I'm going to throw it to actually someone who can't grow a beard. Uh, Mr. Fleming M, uh, go ahead with your question. Hey, Fred, I appreciate you joining us. So I'm curious, what was the intent when you started this account for Cold Takes? Like, where were you trying to take it? Where, what did you expect it to be? And has that changed? And, and the reason I asked just to le- see if it's applicable is when you're talking to Crisp, our host here, it seemed like you may even be annoyed by kind of the way that takes are structured by networks, not the individual person mm-hmm. times maybe but so what was the original intent was it purely comedy or did it really bother you and you had a bigger picture there um well you know this feed i can tell you this feed freezing cold takes I, I i the actual handle the account like i signed up for the account five years before i did freezing cold takes and the reason why I, it was my troll account i used to troll i used to make up all these different <laughs> accounts to troll people i started when but it used to get locked a lot they were less there was there was a lot they would lock it a lot easier back then there were a lot of different rules but like my first one was maybe i think a spelling a spelling police some sort of spelling police where i would correct everybody on the spelling yeah some sort of grammar police correct but it was mostly spelling i would correct someone on their spelling because they hated it um (laughs) that was one of the things i did with this uh (laughs) there was one um it may have been a parody account. It's one of these people I've made, I've created. There's a bunch of other different ones I tried. Um, but when I replied to too many people, it automatically would get locked. I mean, it's changed a lot. Uh, but then started to get annoyed when I saw that the same writers would say, oh, look what I just predicted last week. And then this happened, came true. And I'd remember that same person predicted something else happened. And, um, and it was wrong. So I just decided to turn my like spelling account or, you know, whatever I had it at the time into, um, into a, I think one of the ones I had was a, uh, you know, one, one of these accounts that just refused, didn't get sarcasm. Right. So anytime anyone was sarcastic, I reply and like ask a question, um, about that, like, or like call them out on it even though they were really sarcastic yeah, saying that they were wrong. Uh, but, uh, but I changed that into freezing cold takes and it was just one night I decided to do it, but I really got into like looking at, it may have been on Thanksgiving or something. So I really got into looking up all these different old cold takes and it was really fun. So I started doing it and, you know, I think a couple of radio stations picked it up and, and then got like 700 followers like the next week. So the whole point of it was just to mess with the troll, troll journalists. Um, when I first started, I was unforgiving about it. I was, I was just like really, you know, go after them hard. Um, but uh, that started to kind of, I was less endearing to everybody when I kind of looked a lot more petty. So I kind of, kind of took back and removed the pettiness from the account and kind of just made it. So it's just uh, like I'm free for all on any person, but I'm not going to like go after people 
because I don't like them or something. You know, I'm just going to just do a fair and square. Um, I think Sports Illustrated picked it up one time, three months into it when I was running the account. And uh, I told him about my favorite take. Um, you know, Greg Cody, Trade Day Marino, keep Scott Mitchell from 1993 and Miami <laughs> Herald. <laughs> yep, infamous. <laughs> And they call back and they talk and they, and they, and, and, and Cody wrote like a whole blog post on it, uh, afterwards. Oh, wow. But, um, so, so that was, uh, so I, my intentions were just to troll. And then when it got Perfect. bigger and bigger, um, I started using all these other different accounts. I started making up these, these different accounts, like on, on Instagram and, and, uh, and, um, and Twitter and kind of just like working, especially in Instagram, working my way into like posting different things that people wanted to for money, stuff like that. So um, kind of scrounged by in that regard. And then, uh, so then I started to kind of like look, look more into it that way. Um, so I wanted to grow it as much as possible, but, but that's really what it wasn't intended to be like that. I mean, I was just practicing law um, yeah. as a lawyer at that time and it took but it took a life of its own and it started to be really hard for me to manage everything and, and keep that going on so uh so because because there's more the more followers they get the more replies i get the more suggestions well you saying that you started this to become a troll is the best answer you could have given uh, for <laughs> well i mean i am reason. a troll i love it yeah no <laughs> I, I genuinely mean that so yeah. i appreciate you taking the time to talk about it yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the Cody, the Cody one was like my inspiration from the beginning. Like I was, we, we had talked about that for years, that article, but, you know, looking back on it more and more, it wasn't as ridiculous. I mean, if you look at, if you read the article, but the headline kind of stuck out. So, you know, I'm doing a book now, which should be coming out in the end of October, you know, freezing cold takes. And it's really, really not like a list of freezing cold takes. It delves more into the stories behind a lot of the more infamous ones or infamous time periods in, in a team's history. Um, you know, so I have a chapter totally on that take. And I talked to Greg and some other people from the Dolphins. And, uh, you know, oh, going fantastic. back and look at all these different articles uh, related to it. I have like a thousand different sites. So it's, it's, um, it's going to be good. And uh, right. So, so that's, that's like kind of more, more into what I think is more, could be more productive from an, like a non-trolling perspective of, uh, you know, looking into it. Uh, you know, Cody's been rat. He's been, they, people are giving him shit for that take for years. And, um, you know, looking back on it, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. What, what happened was the Scott Mitchell didn't turn out to be that great. Right. But, uh, you know, he, I talked to him too, and he's going to be in the book. I'll be quoted in the book. Uh, he, he doesn't like to be thought of as the guy from just that take, but, uh, <laughs> course, but yeah, stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun. Well, that's cool um, to hear. It's that's... taking a long time, taking a long time. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's yeah. a, an account well used then if it, if it's turning into a, a book deal, that, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was like a real publisher and everything. So that's, a lot that's of cool. Not, I've, not never, a, I've never uh... actually written a book. So um, it's hard. Yeah, I, I've I've heard it's uh it's difficult, which is why we still haven't gotten Stu Gatz's personal record book, except for the bootleg version <laughs> that Lou sells on his uh, uh sells on his website. All right, I'm gonna throw it to uh, our our resident mayor here. Mayor Matt's got a question for you. Go ahead, Mayor. All right. 
All right. Thanks a whole lot. Good evening to you, Fred. Hey, um, Mr. Mayor. Being familiar with the Levitard universe, as you all, you know, the standard question of the five uh, condiments for fingers question. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to ask you that question. What I'm going to ask you, uh, since we're focusing on bad and horrible takes, what are the worst answers to that question? The five worst answers that you can fit on one hand to that particular question. To what? To like, if you had condiments coming out of each of your fingers, what would uh, they be? Uh, what are, what are the, five what are the worst, worst ones? Question that you've heard. Um, I don't hear that many of them because I don't listen to the show that much anymore. Um, it's not on. I mean, I don't listen to radio anymore, so I don't hear the questions. But I can tell you what I can tell you what I think would be the worst ones to have. That that's what I want. Oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, you know what's it called? Relish or what? Relish. <laughs> yep, yep. The, the the green green uh diced up the, stuff you put on hot dogs. The green diced up relish would right. be terrible for me. I mean. Look, I don't think it's. I hate ketchup, so I would never want to have ketchup on there. But I, I but I, wow. I wouldn't want to put that. But I wouldn't want to put that on my worst because I know people love ketchup. But um, I think that relish is certainly one. That one creeps me out. Like I would never put relish on on anything. Um, you know, uh, what do you think uh, mayonnaise? Ooh, okay, all right. Relish but you don't mayonnaise. want mayonnaise coming out of your 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 finger, right? Like. <laughs> yeah, if it, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, it's just like it's something about mayonnaise. It's like, a, oh, I got it. The 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 um the, the not the not the vinegar, just vinegar that goes in the subs, but like the Mister Submarine condiment you get in the store that you put on your subs. The salad dressing, uh, yeah, like stuff. salad yeah. dressing type one, like it has like the green, like it has the flakes in it. Yeah, if a shake. Yeah, that's terrible. I don't want that anything to do with it. Um, could we horseradish count like a uh, Passover potato? Sure. Um, that would be a terrible one. And I think you got one more. Uh, what's what's um, your fifth worst? Oh god! Off the top of my head, let's think. Uh, Thousand Island. All right, that's a good one. Solid. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Thank. So that's a Thousand Island. God. All right. Um, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, those yeah. are those. That's a pretty. Uh, I, I love mayonnaise, but uh, combined with those other things, yeah, I, I think you're right. I wouldn't want those coming out of my fingers either, uh, particularly the Thousand Island dressing. That's uh, <laughs> no, that's the relish nice. is the worst. I, but, the yeah. first thing I think about anything, like okay. puts All relish right. in a hot dog. It's like. Man, so uh, so people listening to this know that they can now troll you on Twitter with uh, pictures of relish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right. Oh God, gross. All right. So, uh, so uh, <laughs> any any blue check marks that uh, happen to listen to this episode, if you you want to get Fred here back, uh, just uh, tag him in pictures of relish on Twitter. Which blue I, check I marks are, are big are big listeners? To this? Oh, uh, um, just all of them. You know, just the biggest of the blue check marks. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you guys have a big blue check mark following. Oh yeah, yeah, huge, huge. Um, uh, yeah, uh, blue blue. <laughs> check wire podcast network uh that's what we call ourselves um uh all right i'm gonna throw it back to lou i think he's done the calculations he's done the math to figure out whether you pass the quiz uh the freezing cold quiz uh let's throw it to lou you took you you've been you've been doing this the whole time 
the whole time yeah it's taking me a while uh i i don't know i don't fred i don't know if you can see me so you can see the gift that yeah, I i'm see going I to I, i'm going to give it to you because uh, i already made it before the quiz so i don't know what else to do with it now that you lost <laughs> but i'm going to give it to you anyway but uh i don't know if you can see it we made you a freezing cold takes hat i love it oh my god i love that thanks so much that's amazing yeah. i'll definitely wear it um well, when I wear a hat, that's that's slick. <laughs> this is a lot of times, but I will wear it. Like, oh, when we go outside no and catch, that's amazing. I, I was expecting a lot less. No. <laughs> that's uh, that's what Lou is doing back there as he's wandering around his shop. He's actually making hats for our guests. He's uh, he's he's excellent at that. That's incredible. So, what shop is that? That's you? it's mine. It's my company. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's. A, I can't tell what it is, but it's a, it looks cool. Uh, other than you know being a professional podcaster, my my real my real job is I do embroidery for people. Uh, okay. Oh, because podcast doesn't bring in the bills. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that that pie is cut up a lot of ways. Uh, actually, Fred, <laughs> it's uh, uh, you, you can't you can't uh, it's 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 not a good pie to eat if you're actually hungry. Uh, but we're we're doing what we can. Uh, Fred. Uh, Old takes exposed, freezing cold takes. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. We really, really appreciate your time. Um, obviously, we've said your Twitter handle a bunch this evening. Is there anything else you would like to promote or any other accounts that you have in mind that we should be following? No, but I, I will like to come back up when my book comes out. Freezing cold takes. I've been working on it since September, last August. Okay. Um, so it's... It's, it's just so much work. Um, so when that comes out, you know, uh, I'd love to come back on and talk about it. Absolutely. But, uh, We'd love uh, to have you. Yeah. So that, that's going to be the big thing. Um, okay. For, but I, 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 a lot, a lot of the other stuff's been slow because since the pandemic. Sure. But um, so it's, uh, it's good. Um, and what, what publisher is that with? Uh, running Press, which is an imprint of Ashette Books. Okay. And according to the book agent, the Ashette Books is like, really big that's what he told me hell yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i, I hope like, you cool, i hope man. you uh i hope you verified <laughs> i hope you just didn't take some random dms uh word on uh no, no, on no, it being a big a, company I had, a, I had a i had a book agent oh wow okay so who who does this and he's the one who's like sending it to all the different book companies very cool so i mean i just trusted him now if i that that could be that could be ended up being being a mistake but he does sound like he knows what he's talking about <laughs> excellent excellent well fred yeah. thank you so much for joining us this evening everybody if you're not already following fred at old takes exposed you should be doing that it's a hilarious account i absolutely love it and uh fred actually followed me one time and then i got banned uh i asked for movie suggestions and you suggested the movie dave um and uh i watched it that night for the first time um oh yeah and was that that was dave, me that's Yep. Oh, you yep. got banned from when? Twitter? Uh, uh, that was that I got banned in like back in September. Um, it's it uh, happens like once every six months. I get banned on Twitter. So uh, okay. Oh, so Dave. Yeah, Dave's a great movie. I I, I assume that you like it. Is yeah, I absolutely liked it. I think did that's the reason ask, you, you followed me. Why did I say Dave? Did you ask for a specific type of? Movie? Yeah, I, I just asked what uh what nineties movie should I watch? Oh, there and, you go. Nineties. Yeah, yeah. Right, and right. you you uh you came back with Dave and uh and it was a it was a hit. So oh uh, yeah, well, I I put my I put in my old. If you look up Frizz five two seven, um, 
F R I Z Z five two seven. That's my personal account. Okay, it's, it's on the it's on my bio from the Freezing Cold Takes account. But uh, okay. I just put my I put my top ten movies with a band today. With a band, ooh, that's the top ten movies caveat. with a band. So yeah, okay, so, excellent. Um, excellent. Uh, uh, yeah, so if you want to watch any of those, like, they're all they're all really good, um, especially the top five, um, including the criminally underrated, probably one of the best teen movies ever, Band Slam. Band Slam. I have not heard of that, but we uh, will, yeah, if you got, yeah. I mean, like, if you guys want to watch a great coming of age movie, um, it's probably one of the most underrated movies there is. All right, uh, we'll, we'll all uh, at, at least in the teen genre, at least in the coming of age genre. We'll um, watch it, and then when you join us for the book, we'll uh, we'll yes, discuss please that on watch there. Band Slam. It's impossible not to like. Excellent, excellent. Um, well, uh, Fred, thank you again for joining us. On the count of three, can I get a thank you, Fred? in the chat one two three thank you fred thank you fred thank you fred thank you thank you thank you thank you i feel like i thought i was a guest speaker in third grade class all right fred have a good evening thank you again for joining us all right thank you guys have a good one Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.